0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i'm your host eric the duke of sports sklar i am joined by my co-host the one and only mr 360 tyler pacholke and of course co-host producer extraordinaire jacob gonzalez before we start the show thank you so much for listening everyone be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the iheart radio app or wherever you decide to listen to the sports kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show Don't forget to follow at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us as well at the Duke of sports at Tyler Picholke and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez on this episode of the TSK show. Jacob and I are in studio and Tyler will be joining us on the phone. We got an NBA bubble update as all 22 teams are now in Orlando, Florida. Also another NFL running back thinks he should be getting paid more and his current team disagrees. Plus, we got a pretty big announcement that we are really excited to share with all you listeners, all this and more as we celebrate the 150th episode of the sports kingdom show coming up right now. What is going on? Welcome to episode 150 of the Sports Kingdom, show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of sports Welcome, Sports Welcome, Sports Welcome, boys. Welcome, boys. Welcome, boys. Welcome, boys. Welcome, Kingdom Welcome, boys. Welcome, Sports Welcome, boys. Welcome, Welcome, sports Sports you heard the sound effect there just now, and I'll just tell you we got a few more tricks up our sleeve tonight. Joining me on the phone, my co-host, my A1 since day one of this TSK show, and I, I wish this stupid virus didn't exist so we could have celebrated tonight in person. But joining me on the phone, Mr. 360, Tyler Petrolke. What's going on, brother? How you
1: doing? Yes, sir, man. I'm excited, dude. What a what a crazy milestone, man. It's uh you know, when we started this whole thing, I think we had the conversation maybe ten days before our first episode. So just it came together quick. We we run it and uh, still going strong.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's been a wild ride. Sitting across from me, although he is socially distant, running the board, our co-host, producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Jacob, how are you, my friend? Good, man. This is about six feet, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, that's so. A little bit further. It's about ten. Yeah, so I think we're good. No, I think I think we're we just okay. can't do the
2: uh, the show with a mask though. I think that no, the, you'd avoid that part.
0: The it wouldn't sound good on the mic. Oh no! But we're we're socially distant. Don't worry, folks. So before we get into the first topic of the night, we here at the Sports Kingdom Show have a very special announcement, and it couldn't be a better time to announce this than the 150th episode. But we officially have our first real sponsorship we are happy to announce we are partnering up with a company that makes probably the best coffee ever campus point coffee. So this episode of the sports kingdom show is sponsored by campus point coffee. Campus point coffee was founded in 2019 by former UC Santa Barbara students in Isla Vista. But unfortunately due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they had to close their brick and mortar shop and transition to a strictly online business and
2: Campus Point Coffee has a variety of different roasts you can choose from. And even if coffee isn't your thing, they have plenty of other merch, such as mugs, tumblers, T-shirts, and even a tote bag on
0: campuspointcoffee.com. Go to campuspointcoffee.com and TSK Show listeners will get 15% off their purchase just by entering the promo code Show. that's capital T-S-K-S, lowercase H-O-W, at checkout. That's promo code TSKSHOW for 15% off your purchase at CampusPointCoffee.com. Man, and I cannot wait for the
2: Deltopia Medium Roast. I'm having a hard time waking up in the morning, and I hope that can fix it.
1: Yeah, when I hopped on the uh, website, I picked up their uh, Loop Espresso blend because I personally am an Americano guy, and I also bought one of their tumblers. So um, I'm stoked about uh, starting this relationship, and uh, I'm excited to try the espresso.
0: Support us, support a company that makes probably the best coffee ever and is trying to help save the beaches. Campus Point Coffee will take a portion of their profits and put it right
2: back into the community by organizing and funding their own beach cleanups. They don't just take the money and donate it to somebody else. No, they go out and put the money, time, and effort themselves.
0: So if you're a coffee lover or you want to rock some cool merch while helping save the beaches, just enter promo code TSKSHOW at checkout. That's promo code TSKSHOW. Capital T S K S, lowercase H O W at checkout. Promo code TSK Show for 15% off your purchase at campuspointcoffee.com. All right, uh let's uh let's hit the first topic of the night. Come on, you're getting paid Ask something. Three seconds at midpoint Our Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Kobe Bryant just sucked the cavity
2: out of the target center. What a play. Rebound on the end.
0: take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. Shout out Jacob Gonzalez for putting that together. What a what a what an incredible intro.
2: Honestly, I will say in the beginning there was just so much stuff coming in. That I was like, "Damn, <laughs> this is going to take forever to put together." But I think the more you get into it, you kind of get into a zone and you're like man this is really fun. So by the end of it I was actually enjoying moving pieces around and seeing how it flowed. So hopefully we can use it from here on out.
0: Yeah, no, that's going to that's going to be the intro now when we uh we talk basketball, NBA, whatever. It's uh it's cool that we got to debut it on episode 150. No better time, right? Yeah, no, no, no better time. We we appreciate the work you put in. It was uh it's a great sounder. So uh we got
1: what an eventful 10 minutes
2: <laughs> everybody it's so funny that in radio transitions people always give people who make them shit for it. it doesn't matter if it if it sounds great bad they're always they always say man it's so long no it... no, no 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 i meant, no
1: no no i didn't mean it was long i mean we got our first transition. We got our first sponsor. Oh, yeah! Like, I'm, just, I'm, just so no. used to, I'm just so used to, <laughs> to defending the
2: fact that people always no, complain no, no, about no, 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 the transitions no, being super no, long.
1: <laughs> no, this was the this was the first time I heard it, and I thought it was dope, man. I thought you did a good job. So. <laughs> uh, I was more saying it was like, wow, what an eventful ten minutes. Uh, the show just had.
0: Listen, man, we're kicking episode 150 off with a bang, and uh, listen, there's there's plenty more where that came from the rest of the night. Yeah. But we're going to kick tonight off with the NBA bubble update. Now, since we last recorded, Garrison Matthews, Thomas Bryant, and Gary Payton II from the Wizards, Russell Westbrook, and allegedly James Harden of the Houston Rockets, Harrison Barnes of the Kings, and Michael Beasley, who just signed a deal as a replacement player for the Brooklyn Nets, have tested positive for the coronavirus in the bubble. Rishwan Holmes of the Sacramento Kings and another NBA player, I haven't seemed to be able to find the name of who it was uh, besides Rishwan Holmes. They're both under mandatory quarantine after stepping out of bounds of the bubble to get food deliveries of, of all things. Jeez. Holmes has five days left of his mandatory quarantine. And the NBA is taking this punishment very seriously Now in terms of the mandatory quarantine of 10 days if someone breaks the bubble barrier, but once games start, there will be a financial penalty for players who break quarantine. Each game missed due to mandatory quarantine will project about a 1% uh, will project to about 1% of salary, according to Bobby Marks of ESPN. So if Rich Holmes were to have done this when games started, Rishwan Holmes could have been out $50,000 for every game he missed due to mandatory quarantine if this were to have happened when games started. So let's say a 10-day period, that's probably at least three, maybe four games. That's $200,000 of players out, and they're already making less money now that they're in the bubble. So the the NBA is trying to do all they can to deter – people leaving the bubble.
1: Yeah. I mean, as they should, this is probably going to be an issue the whole ride.
0: Yeah. And then going back to the players that have tested positive, I don't believe any of these players have yet to arrive in Orlando. They're still having to go through quarantine and, The protocols in which the nba has put forth to to be able to enter the bubble so there's still a question mark on if the houston rockets will have russell westbrook and james harden ready to go for the season there's a question mark uh if harrison barnes will be ready for the the start of the season michael beasley who just signed with the nets as a replacement player the nets are already down bad losing a guy you were trying to replace someone with that's that's a pretty
1: big minutes too. you they want him to play big minutes
0: yeah he was he was gonna definitely be an integral part of what they were going to be putting out there because they got to put bodies out there well I almost feel like
2: a broken record because we keep saying this that from day one that the NBA was talking about returning and the idea of this bubble we all said all three of us on the show and I'm sure there's plenty others that said this wasn't going to work this is living proof that it's not working. And it's not being pessimistic, it's just reality. It's just something you can't contain. You can you can get all these all these players to put them in a bubble, give them regulations, you know, kind of give them that college life tell them, "All right, lights out at 11" in quotation marks, but they're not going to listen. Things are going to happen.
0: People I, are going to there's going to be outbreaks. We had an Instagram model come out and say she's already been invited to the bubble. Are players already putting out the bat signal to send in the Thought Choppers? Well, if you want to find her, her name's at at ugly underscore Anna. Oh, with, you got her name? With two N's.
2: That's her Twitter account as well. Ugly Anna? Ugly underscore Anna. I don't know if you want to give her a, a view. I'll but, wait until
0: after the show. But she's on there. But, I mean, it, it's interesting what's what's happening down in Orlando. She only has 15...
2: Thousand Instagram followers, you would think she'd have more. I'm just saying, if well, you're going, she, if you're going after, be, if you're going after NBA players, come on, you got to be in like,
0: get a little bit higher. Okay, if this maybe okay, 35k. If this chick has only 15,000 followers, I think she's full of shit, like Tyler's saying.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like that's that's how I feel. It's like, fuck, it's probably like a 60. Like as said at I time I was like, it's like 60 40. She's full of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, it's. Who knows? I mean, it's like the perfect tweet at the perfect time. You know, it's just funny as hell. Yeah, you know, she may not even have thought it would have gone as viral as it did.
2: Well, Mo Bamba tweeted at uh, Donovan Mitchell, and he said, "Already whilin," and, <laughs> right. and she responded by saying, "Shit, I wish it was him."
0: Oh, so so at least, it wasn't Donovan Mitchell. So at Mitchell. least we know
2: it was not Donovan Mitchell. I hope it wasn't Donovan yeah, Mitchell. I mean,
1: she can be witty. I mean, who knows? But I, I think there's a good chance that it's like she's
2: shit. Yeah, well, she is. She says people calling me a snitch. Like it's not known that they could have visitors in five weeks. She said, "Well, technically, I didn't know
0: either until I got the invite." Oh man.
1: Yeah.
0: But. Not her fault. I mean, no. I I definitely think Tyler's onto something with it. It could be a, a clout chasing moment. But
1: uh, Yeah, and you you know like. I'm not even going to say she necessarily had that intention, you know, like when you don't have a ton of followers, I mean, that's, that's like a decent following, but that's not a lot of followers, you know, as far as like cloud goes, so no, you can eat 35 K. She may, she may have just said it offhand, and, you know, it's just perfect timing.
0: Yeah. Now, another, another thing going on in the bubble that we've seen on social media is A lot of NBA players have been voicing their displeasures about the accommodations in the bubble. (laughs) And then there have been a lot of players that have come out and been very thankful about the accommodations in the bubble. So I've seen this topic being talked about a lot over the past few days and since players have been arriving in the bubble. And I don't think we've had the chance to have this conversation yet. But I want to know, like, what does it say about the players who are complaining about what they've been provided with and the guidelines they have to abide by in the bubble in the middle of this global pandemic?
2: Well, wasn't it Andre Iguodala? I think he said something along the lines of, most of us grew up in, you know, single-family homes, rougher lifestyles. So to us, this is nothing. But you have some of these players complaining about the food. J.R. Smith is one of them that is the most notable. But I almost think he was doing that as a joke. And he, then he got in trouble for it. So but I think the players that are genuinely complaining and bitching about this, they're the ones that need to suck it up. Because they're just so spoiled. Because usually if in a in a normal scenario, game days are full spreads for these players. They're like gourmet buffets every single day. And now they have to eat, you know, chips out of a bag and fruit cups. So I think they can kinda of tough well, yeah, it out. That,
1: that's 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 why they're pissed. I mean, it's just like like, fuck man, I can afford at home way better than this. And then, you know, you're for I think it's just it's more of just a frustration with the, the situation at at a whole. You know, it's not necessarily like I'm sure they can tough it out. They're just like, Man, I'm a fucking NBA player. You're sending me to this bubble. Um, you know, to you know, play games so you can make money and this is how you treat me. Now, I do think the meals look worse in a to go container. Like if they were plated up. I think the presentation is a lot, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but it's just like, I mean, I think that I don't really think too much of the guys that are complaining because on one hand, I think, like, you know, shit like what Giannis said about, it's like, hey, you know, me and my four brothers in the apartment in Greece, like, this is easy. Like, that's a cool mindset to have. But at the same time, it's like I'm not going to hate on someone who's going to be like, yo, I'm a fucking NBA player, you sent me to this bubble so you guys can make your money, put my health at risk, and, like, I should probably be treated better than this.
0: Yeah, I think it's... You know? it's, it's
1: like, what are the what what are the owners eating, you know?
0: Well, are the owners even in the bubble?
1: No, exactly. So it's just like it's bullshit. So I, I could see it from both sides, you know? Like, I'd be pissed, too. I'm a fucking... I'm an NBA player. Like, if I was at home and I wasn't in this bubble, I'd be eating way better than this.
2: Well, the only thing I have to say about the food, though, is maybe the portions as far as what they eat because these guys are easily 6'6", 6'8", on average, and they need the calories. And if they're just feeding them the bare minimum from what that picture looked like. Now, again, that picture was a little bit exaggerated to the point where people were concerned.
1: I don't believe that their portions, like, I don't believe that if Joel Embiid wants three portions, he can't have it. Right, you know and what I mean. I, I just I don't believe that's the only thing they should accommodate
2: they to the to the size of the player, and well, they should think have they are. diet
1: I, plans. I think them. it's as much as I I don't think it's some NBA player is going hungry at night. Like if he wants more food, he's just like, yo, I need another round of this this pasta steak salad thing that you got going on. Yeah, you know, I need two or three. I need two or three of these. And I think that's how it works. It's not like school lunch where they're they're counting how many times you're going through the line. You know.
0: Well, and also those initial like pictures that came out of like the the meals that looked like those fire festival meals that we were joking about on last episode. That was Daniel's picture, right? Yeah, Troy Daniel's yeah. picture. Those were just like the initial meals that they had to had to go had to have like the first like two or three days when they had to quarantine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was exaggerated. The first picture, right? And now, well, and
1: presentation's a big deal, man. You he put the he put the food in plates. It looks a lot better too.
0: Yeah, for sure but now now that players are out of quarantine we we've seen that Rishwan Holmes had accidentally well, accidentally left the bubble to pick up a a food delivery they can get food deliveries to the hotel property and they just meet the driver like at the front door of the hotel property basically and they can get the food from him so it's not like they can't order in food now that they're out of quarantine so I think the food situation kind of got blown out of proportion, but just in terms of the accommodations and the guidelines of what they have to go through, I think, I think like Jacob was saying with Andre Iguodala and a lot of other players that have come out and said like, listen, we grew up with a lot less than this. Like we, this ain't, this ain't really nothing to us basically. And then there's also players that have gotten accustomed to their lifestyle in the NBA and basically being fed everything on a silver spoon. And like Tyler was saying, these guys were living a lot better at home than they are now at Disney World and the Disney property hotels. But there's, I just feel like there's gotta be some sort of social awareness, social recognition of like what's going on in the world. And these players are complaining about this and it's like, no, guys, like you like there's there's more important stuff than what's like
1: No, it's it's like it's in poor taste for the timing for sure. Yeah. That but, yeah, thank, but, uh, that's
0: exactly the wording. It's in poor taste for the timing, Tyler. Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah, and and I you know, I agree with you because overall I think that they've done a good job. Like I think the fishing's cool. Yeah, I think that the gaming the gaming setup is cool. You know, I know it's not, like, the best scenario ever, but like you said, we're in a pandemic. We're in a – the world is in a weird place. So, I think that the NBA has done a good job with what they have. But I will – I got to also say that, you know, I think the NBA players have the right to – I mean, if they want to complain, go for it because you're – you know, I think they're they're in a bullshit scenario in general. Yeah, that makes sense. I I can't really – I can't really hate on them for, like, complaining when, fuck, I'd be pissed, too, if I was sent to a bubble, you know, away from my family, just so the NBA can, like, make their money. But and I will say because, this, though. A lot of them did have America the option of like,
2: opting out, though. That's exactly what yeah, I was going to say. If you they didn't had the didn't want to, opportunity if you didn't to, want to opt be in this, out. And if you didn't want to be in this bubble in this situation, you didn't have to go.
0: They could have easily said they were opting out to uh, fight social justice or because they had health concerns over the oh coronavirus. Guys, you
1: know, you know, you know, as a competitor, that's like that's not just like not going. Well, you no, it's I mean? definitely like, it's
2: definitely easier uh, said than and, done. And,
1: and there's there's so much social pressure. There's pressure from the from the the franchise. They also got to get a paycheck, you know, and they also got to get a paycheck. So it's just like, I don't know. No, it's I, a, I it's an impossible just, scenario. Yeah, like like I said, I think that they're doing it. The NBA has done a good job to call of calling these guys for what the situation is and the time is, but I also understand, like, if someone wants to complain because I do think it's just kind of a, like, if if America would have handled the pandemic better, we would be, like, the Premier League, and these guys could play their home stadiums in empty arenas. Yeah. because, like, it's because America is, like, doing so bad, you know, with the cases rising every day, um, and, you know, we got all these kind of mistakes, Passing the threshold or whatever it may be, it's it's just you know I don't know it's bad it's a it's not a good I'm not I'd be pissed too. Be yeah,
0: pissed no, I feel I feel you.
1: And I had to go too.
0: Yeah, so all right, let, enough about the bubble. Let's let's talk about some on court stuff because I mean, aside from players testing positive for the coronavirus and having to miss time potentially, I think. The biggest news that concerns us or would be of interest of us is obviously Rajon Rondo injuring his right thumb this past Sunday evening at practice in the bubble. Uh, He's supposed to have surgery and is expected to miss about six to eight weeks, which means if we're looking at the calendar, he wouldn't be back till about probably the end of the first round, more likely the start of the second round of the playoffs. Now, the Lakers can't replace Rondo on the roster since he was injured. Basically, they can't replace a player who gets injured. They can only replace players who choose to sit out over various concerns or have tested positive for the coronavirus. So I talked a little bit about this uh, on my appearance on the Lakers Fast Break podcast a couple of days ago earlier in the week uh, on Monday Uh, It was uh, so definitely go check that out Lakers fast break podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts It was a great time shout out to Gerald the host Uh, but uh, a lot of our conversation on that podcast was about what kind of effect do you think? Not having Rajon Rondo will have on the Lakers. So I wanted to bring the conversation here to our show and, and talk about it. So I was of the thinking that Rajon Rondo missing time isn't that big of a deal. Yes, we're missing Avery Bradley, who was our primary ball handler aside from LeBron James, and obviously Rajon Rondo was getting the backup minutes behind him. So we're kind of missing that one, two in the depth chart there at that position. But I still think the Lakers guard core that they have can pick up the slack we got alex caruso we got jr smith we got Dion waiters contavious caldwell pope danny green and quinn cook well the only
2: issue see when i saw the news it didn't really concern me either what concerned me was losing avery bradley because he is a two-way player he handled the ball and he was probably the best perimeter defender that the lakers had now with Rondo's situation i think it's a give and take with rondo he's a playoff kind of guy you need him in the in 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 the postseason but on the offensive end he did provide you with the playmaking but he also struggled as a shooter and that's always been his uh, his Achilles heel as a player and his
0: defense his defense is pretty poor Rondo's defense has been awful this yeah, year Yeah,
2: it's not very good so losing him to me wasn't for the for the Lakers standpoint it wasn't a huge issue as much it was losing Avery Bradley now you mentioned all these guards that they have the concern with Caruso is, yeah, he's a great guard. You know, he's a fan favorite, but he hasn't really proven himself. I think he's a solid guard, but what does he do in the postseason? I have no idea. Same thing goes for Quinn Cook. I love Quinn Cook. Liked him, liked him since he's played at Duke, but since then, he really has been. He's undersized guard. Quinn Cook's an NBA champion, and I know that. I'm just saying, but but again, as a player standpoint, I think he's just he's just undersized, and again. What does he offer me in the postseason? It's
0: interesting. It's interesting, real quick, because I I said it on the Lakers Fast Break podcast on Monday night. I feel like Quinn Cook's kind of been the forgotten Laker this year. So it's it's going to be interesting to see if he can. Who
1: called, who called that one? <laughs>
0: you did, Tyler. You did.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, he's a solid third string guy, but that's what he is, man. Don't, don't get a chance. Yeah, I, I want and him just, to be more. And he's, still, and he's not in the playoff rotation. But he is a good, like, you know, he's a good third-string point guard. I'll give him that. But that's about as far as I can, I can take it. Right, and that was um, that
0: was my point about Quinn Cook was, is he going to get time out on the floor? He might to contribute, not. but so I see, don't he think might he not he is. The the, the
2: last no, thing bad, I was going to say though is that you mentioned the other guards, and you have Jarris Smith, and then you have Deion Waiters, and I, KCP, and I, Danny Green. I, well, uh, well, KCP is a different story, but I do like Danny Green. I have no issues with him. But I do think that Deion Waiters is the X factor here. Could he be that guy that comes in and orchestrates an offense? Because now you don't have Rondo, and the majority of the point guard skills uh, is going to have to come from LeBron. And
0: that's a lot more on his plate, too. I think the biggest question mark with Deion Waiters is going to be conditioning.
2: Yeah. How how well did he stay in shape? J.R. Smith looks like he stayed in pretty good shape. So I don't really have concerns with him. But it's Deion Waiters that I'm concerned with with this team. Does he come in, and does he add – That But does it give them that extra push? Because now, again, you lose two guards.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as far as I'm concerned with the Rondo, you know, I think it kind of comes out as a wash for the Lakers, meaning, like, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's, like, addition by subtraction. Like, it's definitely nice for the Lakers to – it's a weird thing to say, but it's nice to lose a guard just because they had so many playing kind of, like, a weird, you know, awkward amount of minutes. So, there is an addition by subtraction uh, aspect to it, but I also feel like Rondo is just like, I, I don't care what he sh- his shooting percentage is looking like. I don't care how his defense has been up late. I just know that if I got R- Rajon Rondo on the floor in the playoffs, he's a competitor and he's going to make the right play and he can bring some value to a team. So I don't necessarily think it's – that's why I think it kind of evens out. I don't think it's necessarily great a good thing for the Lakers, but I don't think it's a bad thing for the Lakers. I think KCP will get some more more minutes because he can play, you know, some backup point. Caruso's minutes will obviously go up. I think that um, I think that Quinn Cook, like I said, will be the third, you know, kind of a bench point guard. And then, like Jacob said, it will be interesting to really see if Deion Waiters can step up and play some point guard, um, because, like I said in the last episode. You know, if he could step up and, and and get those point guard minutes, we can see that. I really want to see that D.L. Waiters, J.R. Smith, Kuz, Braun, and Ant up out there. I think that that could be a deadly, impossible lineup to guard offensively. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's where I feel with the Rondo law.
0: Yeah, so you were saying, Tyler, that any day of the week, if you – got Rajon Rondo on your team. You're putting him out there because of his track record, the competitive spirit, all of that and and just
1: IQ. Yeah, we IQ, should. making
0: the right play, the veteran mentality. The gamer. Yeah, for sure. sure. And it, interestingly enough, Frank Vogel, head coach of the Lakers, feels the same way when Rondo got hurt. He came out and said that we expect Rondo to come back in six to eight weeks whenever he's healthy and be an integral part of this team's yeah. run to the championship. But when I, what I've seen, especially this year, when Rondo got hurt at the beginning of the year with his hand injury, and I'll get to hand injuries with Rondo in a second, but what Rondo was doing as that, like, assistant coach role on the bench helping out the team i thought was such a benefit to them that like tyler was saying that this could be an addition by subtraction kind of thing where even without rondo on the floor he can see stuff and even though he might not be in the bubble he can still communicate with the team obviously and And mention things that he sees when he's watching games if he's watching games while he's rehabbing I'm assuming he will be, but I think that it can i I just don't think Rondo's at that point in his career anymore from what we've seen this season to where he can contribute at that level anymore and I mentioned with the hand injuries real quick, I wanted to get this in because I thought it was just such a crazy stat. Bobby marks from ESPN he said since 2010 2011 rajon rondo has injured his hands 13 times 11 on his right hand two on his left hand and he's missed a total of 55 games total over that 10 year span not including the games he's going to miss coming up over the next six to eight weeks so i mean realistically 55 games over 10 years that's not that much but Are Rondo's hands made of glass at this point? Well, maybe that's why he can't shoot. But uh, going off of what
2: you said, though, that I, I personally do like him on the bench for that team because then you can start grooming the younger guards, such as a Caruso, Quinn Cook. The only thing, and I will say this again, is he was a great floor general for the Lakers, but with that posed a problem, is that teams were backing off on him and they were letting him shoot it. Now, what that does is that shrinks the uh, the court essentially because now you can guard more people and you can kind of zone in on on the paint. Now with Rondo, he never developed that jump shot, and I'm sorry, this league today, you have to be able to shoot the ball. Ben Simmons, not to get sidetracked, but he'll never succeed if he doesn't add a jump shot to his uh, to his uh, his package. So again, this I think this move for the Lakers is not a, not a bad loss. Again, Avery Bradley, I think was worse.
1: Uh, so real quick, I think. First of all, I think the hand thing. I think that's that's Rondo's like bullshit. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that's how he gets that's how he gets some games off in Sacramento and some fucking games off in Chicago and all these you know this kind of bullshit journeyman stuff he's been doing the back half of his career. I think a lot of the times Rondo is a feisty dude. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's not the easiest dude to get along with. He's hard headed, and so I think some of those hand things is kind of like. I just saw a video of him boxing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that he has hands of glass. I think that half of those are probably bullshit. And then the one or two that are real, he can just ride off of that. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to, to touch on, last thing I'll say about Rondo is, I think like the addition by subtraction is purely like minute space. Like, I think that, you know, losing his minutes opens up minutes for other quality players. So that's kind of a nice... That's a nice like addition, but I do believe that you get value with him on the court, like Frank Vogel thinks. Um, and I think it's like, you know, it's similar to the Peyton Manning when he was with the Broncos and Osweiler won all those games. And then Manny came into the playoffs and won the play, you know, won the Super Bowl and everybody questioned his physical abilities, his tools. I think that there's some guys, there's certain athletes that just got that I just can't count them out if, they're, if they lace them up and they get between the lines. And uh, Rondo is one of those dudes.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like you were saying, with the with the minutes, it's I mean Rondo was playing like 20 minutes a game, so there's definitely minutes to go around for the rest of the guards. So it's going to be interesting to see what the the guard unit does with those extra minutes that they're going to get. And what kind of? Hopefully
1: they just give them the... Hopefully they just give them to the waiters. You know then. Well, I think they would the divide them like
2: between waiters Caruso. and J.R. Smith. Yeah. And personally, I would well, give well, more I minutes know, to Smith.
1: I think. I think J.R. Smith would get Bradley's minutes. You know, and then Caruso, Green, and uh, KCP are kind of just playing the normal minutes. You plug Jr. and Dion in for Rondo and and Avery. You're we're good to go. We're rolling, baby.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds good to me. So, all right, before we we wrap up the basketball talk, we've been covering it since it started, the basketball tournament. Tyler, take it away.
1: Yeah, man, what a dope tournament. This was uh, this was definitely like a fun one and a little different than years past. Um, like we said earlier, they cut it down to 24 teams due to uh, COVID. Typically, it's a 64-team uh team Tournament so maybe that has something to do with kind of you know, it was mainly an underdog tournament a lot of the top Seeds got knocked out early, but uh, um, I'll start out with the final four Um, We did figure out that Frank nitty didn't indeed play with overseas elite. Oh, we did uh, So it was cool to see Frank nitty out there. They made it to the final four um, And they actually ended up getting knocked off by sideline cancer which was the 22nd seed out of 2014. So, Tylon Cancer, which is a veteran TVT team, uh, they were definitely the Cinderella story, making it all the way to the championship, Wow. Uh, being the 22nd-ranked team. So, it was crazy because I just didn't think there was any way in hell Joe Johnson was going to get beat. Um, and Joe Johnson threw up 35 in the final four games, so he did everything he could. But, he
0: threw up 35 uh, and they still lost to the 22 seed?
1: Lost. And they had, you know, they got a grip of uh, really talented players. You know, Frank Nitty is obviously a stud. Bobby Brown's a great player. Um, so it was a, a big-time upset by sideline cancer. And then in the other Final Four game, uh, we had uh, Red Scar uh, versus Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles is a Marquette alumni team. Um, and then Red Scar was actually a, uh, an underdog as well. They were the eighth seed to make it to the Final Four. which was pretty big for them. They ended up losing the Golden Eagles, so our championship was set with the Cinderella sideline Cancer versus the uh, Marquette alumni Golden Eagles, uh, which had guys like Darius Johnson Odom. Oh, former Lakers oh, I remember um, him. Yeah. Yep, and then we got, uh, and then the legend, and the and then ended up being like the star of the game was the Travis Deener from Marquette, who was just he played right after Dwayne Wade and. uh, He's just a little little six foot point guard that can just shoot the lights out. He's got a flame thrower. and uh, he hit the you know he hit the winner to win the championship for Marquette. So Marquette alumni Golden Eagles actually get their first TBT championship game, right. uh, and it's cool if you watch it because they get a all those players get a ninety three thousand dollar payment by Zell instantly after the game.
0: Oh, they got paid instantly after that shot
1: because the tournament's. Sponsored by Zell, the the you know, the cash transfer uh, To app I guess Wow. Um, yeah, so so right after the game ended direct, being interviewed, you, you got you got like natural reactions to them seeing it at their phone. So it's pretty cool.
0: That's crazy I, So I saw the shot on social media and then I also saw a shot uh, or a video of his dad watching him make the shot in a bar I guess, uh, wherever they live. And it was, it was just so cool. I mean, the Elam ending to win a million dollars is just fucking electric.
1: Yeah. It's, big, it's a big time shot. And, uh, man, Diener's the man too. It's, it's, it's so cool. That's why the TVT is so cool. You see all these guys that had just these, these awesome college, college careers and you get to see them play a little bit more basketball. And he was definitely, definitely uh, a fun guy to watch when he was playing college. So it was cool to see him make the championship run for sure. I think Corey is a big Travis Dieter fan, actually.
0: That wouldn't surprise me. He he always loves a white guy that can shoot.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So, all right. I mean, the, the, the basketball tournament uh, is over for the year. On to 2021. The Marquette Golden Eagles, first time basketball tournament champions pretty crazy so all right let's now transition to the gridiron
1: i'm just about that action boss you play to win the game hello you play to win the game that's why we took the damn field
0: i'm just here so i won't
1: get fine. great cash homie but they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook
0: that's as good an effort as i've ever seen in my life from a running back don't you ever talk about me wilson toward the end zone the hold is down, the kick clears the line, and Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl! Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl! It's my quarterback. <laughs> Jacob did it again. <laughs> Jacob did it again. Uh, I was like, are you gonna say something? <laughs> no, I mean I didn't know what you were gonna say. <laughs> I'm just I'm just in awe of the sounder you put love- together.
1: Marshawn is the king of Celtics, oh he man. he had to go in there and yeah. then man Sherman Sherman just being you know, like you're gonna bring that shit in me that is just tough.
0: <laughs> yeah no I mean Jacob well done on the football sounder we're gonna we're gonna keep using that every time we we talk about football now on the show that's gonna be the intro music for the football segment so starting off the football segment tonight we got Raheem Morstett, of the 49ers requesting a trade after contract talks with the 49ers haven't gone according to plan. he wanted to restructure his contract after overachieving while being paid as just a special teamer, but the 49ers haven't been willing to budge. and so Morsted's agent announced a on Twitter that they were requesting a trade from San Francisco. So Morstert's agent says, quote, after months of unproductive talks with the 49ers about fairly adjusting Raheem Morstert's contract, which paid him for special teams, close parentheses, we have requested a trade. Disappointing that that it would come to this for a guy who led all NFL running backs in yards per carry and helped lead them to the Super Bowl, end quote. So like Morstert's agent was saying, Raheem Mostert last year for the San Francisco 49ers led the team in rushing with 772 yards, 10 touchdowns, 8 rushing, and 2 receiving. In the three playoff games, he rushed for 336 yards with 5 touchdowns and set the franchise record with 220 rushing yards in the NFC Championship game. He led the NFL with 12 touchdowns from Week 12 through the end of the 29, uh, 2019 postseason. His 760 yards over that same span was only second to Derrick Henry, uh, who had 1,154 yards during that same period. So we got trouble in San Francisco with Raheem Morstert, and this team was in the Super Bowl last year. It seems... It seems like San Francisco is just on the verge of repeating their performance in not only the NFC West, but in the NFC as a whole. They have basically the same team coming back, but Raheem that that I would have thought was going to be their number one running back going into next year after his performance and helping get them to the Super Bowl. So do you think that changes their chances of getting there? If he's not there... I still think San Francisco is a contender because they still have a lot of great pieces But they would have to address that run game for sure
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, Unfortunate dude running backs are valuable and that's the cold world. It's cold business um, But the 49ers are the 49ers with or without him um and so you know it's tough to hear, I guess, but because you know you 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 think there's a little bit more loyalty, and it's too bad that there's not some way to set up NFL contracts in a in a retrospect retrospective way because so often in the NFL guys produce before they get paid and then never get paid. Yeah, um, I,
0: I mean, I had no idea that uh, Raheem Morriser was getting paid as a special teamer.
1: And this is why, you know, guys like Le'Veon Bell sat out of here because he knows his value, and it's not worth it um, to go out there and play for the value that they're given to. But the, the unfortunate truth, man, is those running backs just aren't valuable. So I think that's just kind of the root issue with running backs is they see their production on the field. They know that they're valuable. They know that it's a team sport, and you have to have running backs. But... Fortunately, there are a dime a dozen. It's like point guards in the NBA. There's just you can always find a good point guard. You can always find a good running back, and you can get you can get certain traits out of multiple guys. I mean, you can have a pass catching back, you know, a, you know a short yardage back, a a a, a pass blocking you know back. So it's really hard for you to find value when you're doing like a third of the job, you know. And then if you are a three down back, it's just it's hard to commit that much
0: money to the position. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it. this is definitely a sign of the times in terms of the running back market. But you look at, I mean, obviously Derrick Henry is a much more proven player than Raheem Morstert is. But just today at the deadline for the fran- having to sign the franchise tags and all of that, Derrick Henry gets his extension at four years, 50 million with 25 and a half million guaranteed from Tennessee. So Tennessee locks up Ryan Tannehill long-term. They have Derek Henry now locked up long-term. What does that contract mean in terms of setting the running back market?
1: It's it's a good indicator of like that. There's maybe less than there's less than Ted guys that deserve Ted mill. But even so, I think it's like, fuck, I think that's a 50, 50 shot that he he is not worth that contract. You know, like, yeah, do I think he's going to have a good year next year? Yes. But I also saw him struggle his first couple of years out the gate. He did have a coming out year. So I think that, you know, his breakout season correlates with his age and his, you know, his contract timing really well. So he's going to get paid that 10 million mark. Uh, And he is one of those like seven, eight guys that deserves the money. But at the same time, if I'm being real about, you know the sport I just it's still hard to even pay those guys that much money
0: yeah I mean I was honestly surprised that Derrick Henry and the Titans were able to come to a deal but I mean they have faith and in Derrick Henry and and I'm on your side Tyler like you were saying I think that Derrick Henry he did not get off to the the start to his career like many people thought he would having come from Alabama and the performance that uh, he had at Alabama all those years. If he didn't have the breakout year he had this past season, a lot of people You'd would have be probably been. At, yeah, a lot of people would he, probably be writing him off.
1: He'd be if he didn't have the breakout year. That's a great point to bring up because I mean it's you know especially how I felt. I was not a Derrick Henry fan. Neither was I. Was. So so it's like I understood where people saw the hype. I saw the size. I saw the skill. I saw all the, you know, the prolific high school and college years, but I didn't, I didn't see it in the NFL yet. And you're right. If you would have had a subpar 800 yard, five touchdown season last year, you'd be looking at a three year, $10 million deal. Or maybe even out of the job. And that's that's, that's just, well, and that's just because he's young, you know, I think you'd get another contract no matter what, but you're right. It's like that, that, that breakout season and, and it was a breakout season. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the dude.
0: Oh, he was a dominated. beast. They wouldn't have made the playoffs the without
1: dominated, him. But I don't want it to be another, you know, like T.J. 2K, you know, when Chris Johnson <laughs> got paid by the Titans, he yeah. got, he, he, his best years were behind him. So uh, I think that if there's a 50-50 shot, like is he going to have two 1,500-yard seasons out of those four? then maybe it's like a good deal, you know, but it's like it's it's I'm not I'm not completely sold on Derrick Henry. I think that he has superstar potential, but I'm not ready to say he's like the saving grace of the Titans.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm just surprised that Tennessee didn't look at Derrick Henry's season last season as more of just like a flash in a pan and were more cautious with it. I, I thought they would have just played this year under the franchise cool. tender.
1: You want to believe that you just hit your stride running. You know what I mean? You want to believe that, all right, we got our coach. We got our linemen. We got a quarterback now. We made the quarterback switch. And, you know, maybe it's just like he could have four straight years where he's the best, you know, top five back in the league. That definitely could happen. And I hope that happens. But I still I, – I, I don't know if I'm ready to bet on that yet.
2: I think for Mostert and the Niners, though, it sucks because – I liked watching him play with that team. I think he just fit that team perfectly. Just how they played the game, just so gritty. But for them, I don't know if it's it's necessarily a huge loss. But I will say this for Mostert's case is that he really came up big for them in the playoffs. He easily had, well, he single handedly had four touchdowns against Green Bay, which I me and you watched that game together, Eric. But yeah, and that that game, watching him, I think he was flawless almost. But I don't know where they go going forward. I asked the question that does this pose problems for them? And they're, like Eric said, they're going to have to address the run game. They do have good receivers, but, again, I don't know how far they get um, because I think he was a key piece to their offense. Now, they do have a strong defense, but it's also a thing that we bring up that running backs are just not as valued as people thought they were.
1: They're not valued. It's, it's not a loss of I mean.
2: Niner's no, you have to be. You have to be at a Niner, very Niner's high level. Yeah, you have to be at a very high level to get huge contracts. And you, it, I don't. I don't think it, it's going to happen with him.
1: Anybody can run through these holes, you know, especially when it's just so wide open because of the passing threats. Uh, you got a great blocking tight end. You got a great offensive line. You got a good offensive coordinator. I mean, running backs just. It's. I just think you can just plug and play. Play those guys.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, Another player that signed a deal before the franchise tender uh, would have kicked in, Miles Garrett, agreeing to a five-year, $125 million deal with $100 million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. He's just the sixth player to get $100 million guaranteed in an NFL contract. I mean, before the Mason Rudolph incident, and obviously we know that incident was awful miles garrett was 100 in the wrong shouldn't have swung the helmet all of that before that incident miles garrett was on defensive player of the year pace he is a great football player so i mean cleveland obviously had him as the center and cornerstone piece of their defense beforehand and honestly he was the biggest highlight of the team last year
2: if i'm being completely honest with you
0: no doubt yeah
2: because obviously, o- yeah, yeah. Odell, Odell was or, a flop. Let's just be honest here. Right. The whole season was a flop. Right, and Baker Mayfield the didn't have anything to show for all season. Yeah, the offense, the
1: whole, the whole offense. I mean, you can't single any of those guys. The whole unit was a flop for sure. I mean, that Browns team underachieved like on offense at least, incredibly, incredibly bad. But. uh Miles Garrett's a stud, number one overall pick. You need ed- edge guys are probably edge guys are probably the second or third most valuable player on a football team, um, and he's you know he's right in the prime. He's young, he's, he's still in his mid twenties, so uh, I think this was a no-brainer decision.
0: Yeah, no, and like like I was saying, this just is Cleveland cementing the fact that Miles Garrett is that centerpiece to their defense. So oh. it's I think it's a great deal. I think. Obviously, the one blemish on his record is the uh, Mason Rudolph incident, but this is well deserved in terms of play on the field for Miles Garrett.
1: Yep, and uh, I'm not gonna hold you know people. It, it was it wasn't smart to obviously you know super dangerous to you know hit someone in the head with a helmet, but I'm not gonna let that ruin that kid's career for sure. I'm not gonna judge it by that.
0: Yeah. So, all right, last thing we're going to talk about tonight in terms of football is the Washington football team announcing earlier this week they are changing their name once and for all. They are retiring the old name. They are ringing in a new era with a new name so I thought we should have the discussion of what do we think should be the new name. There's been Uh, a bunch of names floating around on social media being proposed is what it should be. I think Tyler and I are probably on the same page with what we think the name should be. And that of course is the name, the Washington Sentinels, obviously from the replacements movie with Keanu Reeves. Uh, Yeah. Are we, are we in agreement Tyler?
1: Oh yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) I it, it's funny because I think just building off of that idea with Washington D.C. It's like set the senators the you know the president like you could you could put the Yankees you know you could play some kind of like American spin because it's the nation's capital type of deal you know
0: yeah some people are saying they should be uh, well actually the the team the Washington Generals who is Normally, the opponent of the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> said yep. said they would give up the naming rights to the Washington Generals, but for a price. And that,
1: that's a great one. Yeah, I think that's a great one too. I think playing off the Washington D.C. Now, this is the one that I think I do have like a sleeper though. Although I do think the Sentinels is is the uh, the obvious choice. Like if I could pick it. I would just go with the Sentinel, uh, but I got to go with the Hogs or some some sort of play off of their you know, their mascot, what their fans, you know, because their fans always wear the the pig snouts.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, the Washington and, Hogs. And so,
1: yeah, the 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 Wild Hogs or or, or you know the razor, I don't, the Razorbacks, you know, like Arkansas.
2: Actually, the Razorbacks um, would be kind of cool.
1: You know, I just thought that maybe they, they should play with – because they're one of those weird teams where, like, they dress up and it's not has anything to do, kind of like the Browns have the dog pound. It's yeah. like they – it's like it has nothing to do with their, their mascot, but they all dress up in the pig snout. So if you could somehow, you know, play that in, um, I think that that's also a good idea. And I also like Skip Bayless's idea with the, the Warriors.
0: Warriors could be interesting. There's also a lot of people calling for uh, it, the the team name to be changed to the Red Tails to uh, honor the Tuskegee Airmen, the all-black uh, fighter pilots from World War II, I believe.
1: Yeah, and see, it's just, you know, I think that would be cool in almost any other scenario than, like, I don't know. Can you change it from you know this like you know this kind of like slander to another kind of just like like a group you know based on race? Yeah. No, based I feel to, you. Just, I feel you. Not, I definitely that understand I that. that. That's a good. It's not that I don't think that that's a good, but is that like is is that going to go over well? Or are people going to you know people going to throw a fit over that? You know, I I don't know. Like yeah, I do like I do. I kind of like the idea of of spinning off the. The political nation's capital, you know the historic of, of the place. historic
0: value of DC.
1: Well, what what's the what's the name? The generals.
2: The generals, yeah, the Washington generals. See, I'd rather have
0: that.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's the cool. the the and the generals is okay, but I mean, I don't know if I'd go with the military presence. I, well, that, yeah, like right I know a lot of people have issues
2: football. with a lot of things, but honestly, I think that's the generals what would what I mean. be solid.
1: Yeah. That's it's it's tough right now. You got to be careful with how you approach this. That's why, like you know, an an animal like the hogs or the Razorbacks or something like that, I think is safe. And I also think something like the Warriors is safe. Um, It'd be weird. What about the Yankees? Isn't the like the Yanks like the Washington Yanks? The Yankees, you know? Yeah, I I
0: mean, they would probably just have to. to, They probably have to cut a check to to New York.
1: No, they don't own the.
0: I'm sure they do.
1: The, but I mean, like they wouldn't have to cut a check to Golden State because they changed the name of the Warriors. Like how many teams for the Warriors? No, I
2: think Tyler's on to something. I think it should be the Generals or something to do with a pig or a hog. I'm good
0: with I'm good with the Sentinels or the the Generals. Yep but i mean listen they don't they don't have much time left they need to get it done before the season starts and so they can start selling merch and making money cuz they're losing money without fans in the seats what happens to all their uh, previous merch that's a great question jacob
2: i have no idea what Did, people are going to do with it, their uh, other uh, merch
1: I, I bet i bet you 100% they pull it and they don't sell it well I yeah but what talking, do you yeah what yeah. do you
2: do with it though and if you own so, something so
1: the, there's probably like some sort of return policy no you just it's Oh, like if you
0: have some, yeah, like, like it's just not going to disappear off the face of the earth. Okay, this is going to be weird to bring up, but like when Aaron Hernandez got into got into trouble, the Patriots had like yeah, a jersey change, exchange they... thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So like maybe Where
2: you could take a, a Hernandez jersey and then get something in return for like a percentage off or something like that,
0: right? Or just like an even exchange think... for a oh, different yeah. player okay. kind of thing. I don't know
1: if they'll do that, but. I think what's going to happen is... You well, know, see, that's like, different. That's one player these, versus a all whole these franchise. Stores like All these stores like Fanatics, Champs, Foot Locker, Nike, they're all going to pull their shit off the shelves.
0: Oh, and, yeah, and they're for gonna sure. Send
1: it, they're going to they're gonna send it to Africa or something, just like they did Hernandez. But I don't believe that they're going to have... I don't think that they're going to have like a give back.
0: Yeah, no, It'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I mean... We just got to wait and find out what they're going to name the team. What inter-
1: will be interesting to see if, if, like, will Mitchell and Ness, like, ever retro it? You know, like, is it done? You know, are they never going to? Because, you know, like, I don't know if they ever. The, the Washington Wizards changed their name from Bullets because that wasn't politically correct. Right.
0: Well, and you know now know I mean? people have been calling for the Braves and the Indians in baseball and,
2: to be changed, and the Chiefs, Chiefs. I've seen that name as well get tossed around.
1: Yeah, man, it's 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 tough. I mean, where do you stop? And it's it's like using a race of people in general is probably a, probably a bad look. Now, yeah. do, do Native Americans find the you know Cleveland Indians or the Kansas City Chiefs? Like if anything, I think the Chiefs is like the most respectable, you know, because it's like, you know, Well I know highest.
0: I know there's definitely
2: problems with That's the like Indians general, and the Braves. The, the Indians I could see, but the Braves
0: Well the Braves they they no, don't the, like the Tomahawk Tomahawk chop. Well
1: Well all, all all that. It's just like all all three, of those teams, all three of those teams it's probably time. You know, just because it's like, you know, you can't draw the line on on one team and not the other. And it's like if, you're, if your mascot is a race, that's probably just – it's probably not a good look. Even though, you know, it could be shown in strength, I just think in general it's just not a good look. Like, we can't beat the Indians.
2: You well, know? the Indians have an issue then because that is their mascot.
0: Yeah, yeah well, people want to change those it.
1: Teams, I think the Blackhawks, you know like – Yeah, they want to change that story, too. All those, all of them are probably – it's going to be hard not to change him. Yeah, their days are now, for sure like, numbered. Now, I do I do believe that it's, like it's a scale thing. Like, the Redskins is by far the worst. Yeah. Like that is, like, the most, like... And Dan Snyder was always changed. the
0: most vocal about not changing it.
1: It should have been changed so long ago. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, I would say the Chiefs is probably, like, at the other end of that spectrum where that's probably the least. But it's like you can't say... That one's okay, and not the other. So eventually, I think that you're going to see the MLB, the NHL, uh, you know, the NBA, the NFL remove all of these Native American, um, Native American uh, mascots.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely think the days are numbered.
1: And, and, and I agree with it.
0: Yeah. No, for sure.
1: And I think that there's, you know, like, even like, you know, there's, there's ways to do it in a better way. You know, you don't have to be called like the Seahawk is like a native American logo. It's a totem pole, like hawk. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as a Seahawk. It's, it's, it's the Hawks of the Pacific Northwest. Like we're, you know, that's paying homage to the native American culture. Totally. It's an animal, you know, that's our mascot. You know, the Indians is just, that just, you know, it's a bad taste
0: for sure. So all right, let's uh let's move on now. We got a a few more things to go over tonight before we wrap up our hundred and fiftieth episode. The next thing on the agenda is our favorite moments that we've covered on the Sports Kingdom show over the past hundred and fifty episodes. So if we take a time machine yeah. and go back, yeah, first episode, first episode, September nineteenth, twenty seventeen. We've covered three full NFL seasons. We're going on number four. We're in the middle of the third NBA season. Tyler, what have, what have been some of the highlights?
1: Man, so much, so much good stuff. Um, you know, we've covered we've covered you know, broad going to the Lakers. Uh, I think my favorite thing that we've covered is just Fantasy Football Weekly. Um, I can't I wait till football starts again, th- man. You know, if I had to save one clip of the entire show, it's got to be when you know I picked Mahomes as my dark horse MVP in 2018.
0: Yeah, you called uh, it that year before the
1: season started. So that's kind of like my pride and glory moment as far as like a call. Um, you know, I'm gonna go. Fun. You know what, Tyler?
0: It's, I'm gonna go back and find it. I'll, I'll go back and find it and I'll clip it and we'll we'll play I, it.
1: I I I know what episode it is. So I'll I'll, I'll text to the episode. But, okay, uh, perfect. But yeah, I mean, you know. I know you got this on your list too, but we, we covered the Nipsey and the Kobe, uh, you know, the, the unfortunate passing of those two LA legends. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite sporting events of the last couple of years was when Kamaru Usman beat Colby Covington, um, you know, just shutting that, shutting that dude up was such a sweet moment. Uh, and then I, and then I, I, I had a couple, I had a couple of things from, because we started we started the show in a football season. I brought a couple of just uh, a couple of things from that football season to kind of show how far we've come. Uh, that was the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl with uh, with Nick Foles. Um, oh wow! That year, Bra- that year Brady won MVP, uh, and I think that we were even you know people were talking about him retiring back then. He's still we won. definitely
0: talked about um, him retiring back then.
1: Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing. Antonio Brown, led the league in receiving yards. What a, Uh, what a time
0: those two guys have been through since then.
1: And then I picked kind of like what I thought were the five biggest names of the guys that retired that year. Uh, So this was their, we covered, we covered them uh, for one season. Uh, It was DeMarco Murray, Dwight Freeney, Cam Chancellor, Jarrell Revis and Carson Palmer. Wow! All five of those, all five of those guys were playing when we started the show. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. That's wild. And then, and then the high school class of 2018 um, was in high school when we started the show, and the the class of 2018 is the likes of guys like uh, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, um, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, guys like that. So uh, those guys were in high school when we started the show. Uh, Now they're about to finish up their rookie year in uh,
0: the NBA. That's pretty wild. So I went back and I went through every single guest that we have had on the show. So our first guest, episode 20, was our good friend Corey Golob, who I think we've already mentioned on this show tonight. Yes,
1: sir. The Travis Diener fan.
0: Oh, yeah, we did. Okay. And then number two was our good friend Matt Hanley on episode 26. Number three was Blake Anthony. He came on episodes 28 and episode 100, so he's been on the show twice. Classic Greg, Greg Iwanicki, came on episode 36 to talk some UFC. And then our fifth guest was former UFC Trojan and two-time EuroLeague champion David Blue. He came on episode 43 to talk about his playing days at USC, his playing days over in Europe, in Israel, in Italy, and talk about winning the League and what it's like as a player coming from America going to play overseas. Then we had Eric Walsingham on episodes 59 and 60. That was back when we were doing two episodes a week where we would do our football preview for that week separate from our normal episode. So Eric was on episodes 59 and 60. Then our seventh guest, sitting right across from me, Jacob. Oh, hey, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. Jacob Gonzalez, he made his first appearance on the show, episode 67, back on December 11th, 2018. I remember I was wearing
2: my All-Stars 1995 jacket, NBA All-Stars yes. Phoenix jacket.
0: And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was back when we did the show at CSUN yeah with the uh, shitty mics <laughs> yes at uh, kcsn and then your second appearance on the show was episode 94 you even filled in for tyler one night when tyler was sick uh on episode 97 and then you became full-time on the show on episode 19 back in november of last year so we'll we'll talk to you in a, in a couple minutes about uh what it's been like for you since joining the show after Jacob's first appearance on the show, the next guest we had was Gary, the real sign guy, Martin, Lakers super fan, who I've actually been in contact with on Twitter, and I'm trying to get him to come back on the show, so I'm I'm working it out, and hopefully we'll get him back on the show soon. The first time he came on the show, that was episode 91. We talked about uh, his life growing up a Knicks fan, and then moving out to L.A. and becoming a Lakers fan in the 90s. Uh, some of his favorite Lakers are Nick Van Axel and Eddie Jones back uh, before the Kobe Shaq era. And then, I mean, he got to witness Kobe's entire career, and he just got to tell us some some great stories uh, from his time as a, a Lakers super fan and being courtside at basically every home game. And then number nine on the list, we had Danny Mags, my fraternity brother who lives in Toronto he came on episode 102 to talk to us about what the city of Toronto was like after the Raptors won the 2019 NBA championship. Then we had Ryan Gilderman, uh, a friend of mine, come on episode 105 and episode 142. Then our two most recent guests, Daniel Artest on episode 145, younger brother of Ron Artest, a.k.a. metaworld World Peace. He came on and talked to us about so many different things basketball wise from his career as a basketball player to his brother's career to moments uh laker moments throughout history and then what's going on in terms of nba trying to restart their season and then number 12 our last most recent guest was chris sylvester episode 147 he came on and talked to us about his journey as a sports broadcaster and then just the general state of uh, what's going on in sports. So 12 guests overall, some making multiple appearances. One now is a full-time member of the show. Jacob, what a, what have been some of your favorite moments uh, so far since joining full-time on the show or just overall your experience on the show? Well, I haven't been here
2: very long, so I've only experienced like half an NBA season, A little bit of uh, almost a quarter of an NFL season and a Super Bowl, which is cool. Uh, Not even an MLB season, but hey, I got a full-time gig with you guys. I think it's pretty (laughs) cool. You know, some bennies in there. Um, But it's been great, you know, great to be a part of something that you guys started a while back. And I think that when I first was a guest on your show, I just saw how structured it was and how laid back it was, you know, coming in and just talking sports. Like if you were just, you know, sitting on the couch watching a game. So I think the aspect of that is really cool and being able to do that now with you guys you know
0: every week i think is great yeah no it's a, it's definitely been great having you full time on the show you've you've definitely been a great addition i mean the sounders that you played tonight it, they're definitely more of that coming uh for the oh, listeners oh yeah that, as that well. was just, that was just a little little taste of what's to come so. um but no you you've been a great addition tyler what else, what else you got? Any, any other moments you wanted to talk about?
1: Well, they were just, you know, it's, we saw, um, we saw that we saw the Dodgers basically dominate the entire time we've been on air. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I think, I think we saw, we saw them lose in a game seven, right. To go to the world series. And then we saw them go to two straight world series. Right.
0: Yeah. And losing a game seven yeah. of a world series. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think we covered the Lakers during the dark ages.
0: Yeah, we did. We covered, uh, uh, we covered the, uh, you know, the tail end of the dark ages and into the new era.
1: And then, you know, I got to say one of my favorite things that we covered or that I covered, I guess, um, was the ball family, man. I, I had so much fun with that. And I love, I love all those kids. They're great. They're still my favorite players, but mellows, you know, I'm such a huge fan of him and, Levar was hilarious to cover. Um, oh yeah, that, I mean, was just, that was just such a fun time. You know, we were hot on the
0: ball fun. Ball family's tracks. I mean, we we were covering them almost every just week during weekends. the height of that.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so, and then we saw, you know, uh, we saw it all come kind of come to fruition.
0: Yeah, basically, we're almost we're almost there. Uh, uh, we got to do something for episode two hundred. Well, well. That's 50 episodes down yeah. the line. We'll, we'll figure it out. Hey, but man, it happens fast. A, a couple more things I wanted to to touch on, just a couple dates. Episode 50 was actually our one-year anniversary episode. We, did, uh, we recorded it on September 18th, 2018, so that was pretty cool having episode 50 on our actual one-year anniversary. And then episode 100, like I mentioned, had Blake Anthony joining us on the show. That was June 6th, 2019. Tyler mentioned the Nipsey Hussle memorial episode and the Kobe Bryant memorial episode. Nipsey Hussle memorial episode was uh episode 90, April 2nd, 2018, just uh 2 days after Nipsey had passed away. And uh, the Kobe Bryant memorial episode was episode 127 and that was January 29th, 2019 or 2020, excuse me. Wow. See, it doesn't Ooh. even feel real. I yeah, wrote see, I flies, wrote the wrong right? date. Well, yeah. And Kobe passing just still doesn't even seem real. I wrote the wrong date. But uh, the Kobe Memorial episode was uh, three days after Kobe passed. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on as we kind of celebrate the 150th episode, the last 15 episodes, including this one, going back to episode 135 on March 18th, 2020, that was our first episode since the sports world came to a halt back in March when the coronavirus pandemic really hit its stride, especially here in the United States and the NBA shut down. So the last 15 episodes have been quite the experience. We did two episodes on zoom uh, because I had to self quarantine because I, I had gotten exposed to the virus and it was really early and we didn't know what could happen. So I had to stay at home for 14 days straight. Um, And then ever since then, it's just been me and Jacob in the studio and, like I said at the beginning, I wish we could be celebrating this with with you in person, Tyler. But this stupid virus, we can't have visitors at at the radio station, unfortunately. And uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about our experiences having to record through all of this. I think it's it's been pretty crazy for me. Looking back on it, we've we've gotten some of our longest episodes to date. I think we've had some of our best episodes to date, especially since Jacob has come on board and he's gotten more into the flow of how the show works. Um, it's just been a really, really interesting experience. And I'm, I'm always going to remember this time in my life, uh, especially 2020 with everything that's happened. It's it's been pretty crazy.
1: It's nice to have the library to kind of, to kind of look back at it all too and reflect on the time and remember what it was like during all this craziness.
0: Definitely.
2: I think it's great, too, that especially our show and I know a lot of other podcasts, they're continuing to record and put out content. Just A lot of people yeah, just putting because, out more
0: content. Even. Yeah.
2: And honestly, what a better time because you're at home and you have so many tools. You know, Google Teams and Zoom calls are now a thing. They're forever going to be a thing now. Um Skype obviously was there, but you I mean, think, Microsoft Teams. There you go. Yeah. Well, go- Confusing two Google, companies. Google Groups, right? Is that um, one of them? yeah google microsoft team yeah, is one of them something but yeah you just have more tools now and i think it's just easily accessible and you really don't have an excuse it's like you know tyler's not sitting here complaining oh well, we shouldn't do a show no he's on the phone he's been like no i got i'm at home like yeah, let's, you, let's do like, it what else do you have to do i understand that you know you have your your own life to kind of go about but still like right now you're stuck at home for most of the day so why not you know pop on for an hour and record something and you know get it done
1: yeah man this has been one of the uh the best experiences for sure it was it's just like I said at the the beginning of the episode it just happened like that I mean you yeah. talked about it you know I think you were ready to go and so you just you made the play and I think you know like I said I think it was like ten days later after the initial conversation we were recording
0: yeah no and it's uh it's been a great ride i couldn't have asked for better partners in this than you guys, and it's it's been it's been a great ride, and I can't wait to to see how many more episodes we got under our belt.
1: I can't wait to keep the uh, the fantasy football alive. Oh. Got to make it through this year.
0: The, I cannot wait till football comes back and we can start doing the TSK Show Fantasy Football League. I think that's that's one of the. I
1: hope that we don't. I hope we don't have to put COVID nineteen. As the
0: champs for 2020. Okay, Tyler. So we might... If if the NFL do- season does not happen and we don't have fantasy football, I'm a hundred percent putting COVID 19 on the championship for 2019.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, it's a who you, gets you the gotta... trophy. Well, probably, we'll probably it's got to go. Sean it's got to go to someone, it. right? Yeah, we'll
0: probably we'll probably for let we'll probably let Sean Sweeney hold on to it, the champion, right now. Uh, uh, if there isn't we'll... a season this year, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take we'll take it day by day
1: yeah we'll figure it out but yeah man it's been a it's been a fun ride and it's uh it's definitely cool i mean just you know being a sports fan my whole life and always having kind of a strong opinion uh i do love i just love the fact that it's all library and you know i'm coming you know i've reviewed now my fourth n f l season and my third n b a season and uh it's been a lot of fun to do it
0: yeah definitely so all right let's Wrap this episode up with three of my hypothetical scenarios from my running list of Scenarios that I find on social media So the first one I had to give you guys a heads up about because I thought maybe you might need to research a little bit for this specific question So the first one we got comes to us from at evolve B-Ball one via gilbert arenas's instagram so i saw this on in on instagram from gilbert arenas's page and at evolve b-ball one was who the post like the screenshotted picture that was like the watermark on it so i'm giving credit to to who made it so i want to know using only the first letter of your first name make the best possible NBA starting five you can think of So Tyler you go first then Jacob and then I'll go so Starting with the letter T. What's your starting five Tyler?
1: Yeah, but I went um, Like I said, I went first uh, I went first name Uh this I got like three studs and it was tough, but I filled them out with like cool players so uh, at point guard I got my my man my tp brother Tony Parker. Okay. Uh so I got Tony Parker at the 1. Uh I got I got uh my second favorite Tyler uh at the 2, I got Tyler Hero, the young gun. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Got throw him in uh, there. And
1: then at the 3 I got my killer, I got Tracy McGrady. Love it. Uh at, at 4 I got my all-time favorite Tyler and my all-time favorite Tar Heel, Tyler Hansbrough. Psycho T baby. Um, Psycho T and then uh my guy in the middle, uh, Mr. Fundamentals, Tim Duncan.
0: Oh, I knew he was coming in. All right, so you got you got the Spurs point guard big man combo. I like it. I like it. Jacob.
1: Yeah, I can I couldn't think of uh I almost got a whole team full of guys that have is T T. Like I almost had a whole team of just guys with uh like track and trailer, Tim Thomas tyrus Thomas, Tristan Thompson. I've been trying to fit, figure out a fifth, like TT.
0: Oh man! Wait, so how many was, people were you short of? He's short two, two. Oh,
1: I'm sure one. Oh got, one. Got four.
0: You got Tyrus Thomas, Tim Thomas, Tristan Thompson, Tristan,
1: and Tractor Trailer.
0: Tractor Trailer. Yeah, yeah.
1: His first name is really Robert, but come on. Oh, okay. No call calls Magic. No one calls Magic Johnson Irvin Johnson.
0: Well, that's awkward.
1: (laughs) Tractor trailer man. He's the big big fat guy from Michigan.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about now. I know who you're talking about now.
1: Yeah, he played (laughs) right after the, the, the Fab Five.
0: Yeah, 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 All right, Jacob, who do you got for your starting five? All right, so for mine, I try to keep
2: my lineup as recent as possible. So players who are currently in the NBA. So at Point, I started with Drew Holiday. Uh, At the two, I went with Jimmy Butler. Three, I got to go with my guy, Joe Ingles. Okay. Uh, At the four, I have Jaron Jackson Jr., so I hit the triple J's right there. There you go. And this last one is Yusuf Nurkic, and his name does start with a J. Yes, it does. It's It's just pronounced differently. Yeah,
0: it's J-U-S-U-F. Yep. Yusuf So that does count. And that's my five. All right. Well, none of my players are current. Ooh, and like well, E is a hard letter. E was very hard. I I had to do some research. But
1: the and first, so you're copping out. You're coping out on magic. Fuck
0: yes, I'm copping out on magic. <laughs> His birth certificate says Irvin Johnson. <laughs> Those are legal
1: documents. <laughs> who the Who the fuck is Irvin Johnson? <laughs> that, that's the guy that played center for the Sonics. In the late
0: nineties. <laughs> All right, so I got. Uh Irvin Magic Johnson at my number one. At the shooting guard, I got Earl the Pearl Monroe. Well, it's a solid one. The small forward, Laker Legend, Elgin Baylor. Okay. My power forward. Current Philadelphia 76ers general manager, Elton Brand. And then my center is the only Galaxy or no, one of two Galaxy Opal cards that I have in NBA 2K20, my team, and that is Elvin Hayes.
1: Elvin, he played the Sonics for the championship. Yes, he did. In the 70s.
0: Yeah, so he he played for the Bullets uh, back in the day.
1: And then you you get an honorary GM, and that's Ernie Johnson.
0: Hey, that's fine with me. Ernie Ernie Johnson's a legend.
1: Uh, I did have a coach, too, and my coach is Tex Winter. Oh, I love it. Shout out Tex. That's a good one. Triangle offense. Yeah, so at the
0: triangle. All right, so that was the first one. Now my second one comes to us from at the Hoop Central, one of my favorite accounts to follow because they, they do a lot of this stuff on social media. We got another start bench cut, and this is all at their peak. We got Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, and John Wall all at their peak. Start bench cut. Tyler, who you got?
1: fuck i hate i always it's always hard for me oh, to, this is so easy <laughs> it's always hard for me to rate Kyrie because i fucking hate Kyrie. uh but i definitely caught john wall uh you're cutting john wall I cut john wall okay god damn it i love dame so i guess i gotta start dame over and i gotta bench Kyrie, even though Kyrie, might, he, you might have an argument with Kyrie over Dame, but I'm starting Dame, I'm benching Kyrie, and I'm
0: cutting John Wall. Jacob?
2: Oh, I'm going with the same lineup as Tyler. All Those three, three have, of us agree. Oh, yeah,
0: there's no way I'm starting uh, Kyrie. Yeah, no, I mean, I would I would definitely start Dame, bench Kyrie, and cut John Wall. And, and
2: just to say, all at their peak, John Wall st- still didn't really have a solid jump shot, so
0: not taking him. All right, number three. This comes to us from Shaquille O'Neal's Instagram, and the watermark on the screenshot was at Player Comparisons NBA. We got two starting fives. Who wins in a seven-game series? All in their primes.
1: Shaq loves these.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's because they always involve him. <laughs> so he yeah. just wants he just wants to hear people compliment him. Yeah, he wants people he does, to vote yeah. for his team.
1: Everybody always picks the Shaq team.
0: So, all right, team number one, Magic Johnson at the one, Kobe Bryant. Irvin at the Johnson. Yeah, sorry, Irvin Johnson at the one, <laughs> Kobe Bryant at the two, LeBron James at the three, Tim Duncan at the four, Hakeem Olajuwon at the five, team number two, John Stockton at the one, Michael Jordan at the two. Kevin Durant at the three, Derek Nowitzki at the four, and Shaquille O'Neal at the nice. five. Of course.
1: Man, this might be the first time I go against Shaq.
0: I, I was yeah, very I'd interested like, to hear what you were going to say, Tyler. I had that in my mind. It was like, is Tyler going to go against Shaq in this one?
1: Man, it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm taking – have obviously taken Irvin Johnson over John Stockton. <laughs> And then I'm taking I'm taking Broad over KD and I'm taking Duncan over Dirk, like you know Kobe and Jordan can kind of cancel each other out. And then like Shaq's the real only advantage that his team's got. So uh, I got to go with got to go with the with uh, the Irvin Irvin Johnson team. <laughs> 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 who, well, do you, who you got? Jack well, up? I hate to go
2: against Shaq, but I think I'm also going Irvin. <laughs> This team this team is a lot better. Yeah, so uh just down the line. Two
0: two questions in a row, all three of us agree. We're going uh, 3 for 3? Team Irvin Irvin Johnson gets the
1: W. Yeah. I like so. I think if you switch Braun and KD, I might pick Shaq's team. But it's just like too many too many dubs the other way.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean, I'm definitely taking Magic over Stockton Kobe Michael. Yeah, you could say it's a wash. Uh LeBron KD, yeah, I'm taking LeBron. Duncan, Nowitzki, yeah, Duncan and Shaq Olajuwon. I'm going Shaq, but makes sense. But all right. Uh that's that's all I got. You guys got any shout outs before we get out of here on episode 150? Yeah, I got one. All right. Who uh, you got? You Jacob?
2: mentioned him earlier, and that's Damian Lillard. Today's his thirtieth birthday. Oh, that's right. And he's celebrating in the bubble. So uh, shout out to Damian Lillard. He's one of my favorite players. I got the chance to see him play up in portland which is great i saw
0: on social media that cj mccullum decorated his door uh at the yeah. bubble yeah with like balloons and streamers and stuff so i thought that i thought that was cool they're trying to make the most of it for him in the bubble because yeah they're doing what they can i'm sure it sucks having to spend your birthday in in the bubble without your family around your loved ones after being with them for so long during during this period of time so uh Hopefully, Dame is enjoying his birthday as best he can down there in Orlando. Tyler, you got a shout out before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no shout out today. I just, I just really hope that whoever's picking the new Washington football game doesn't fuck it up. <laughs> so it's more of a, it's more of a come on, but instead of a shout out, it's like, come on, guys, don't, don't drop the ball. Give us something good.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to shout out all the listeners for all their support over the past 150 episodes. It's been an amazing ride, and we're excited to keep this thing rolling. Also, don't forget, this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by Campus Point Coffee. If you're a coffee lover or you want to rock some cool merch while helping save the beaches, just enter promo code TSKSHOW at checkout. That's promo code TSKSHOW, capital T-S-K-S, Lowercase H O W at checkout. Promo code TSK show for 15% off your purchase at campuspointcoffee.com. Promo code TSK show for 15% off your purchase at campuspointcoffee.com. Support us,
2: support a company that makes probably some of the best coffee ever and is trying to help save the beaches that you just love going to.
0: With that, that wraps up this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pachalki and at Jacob Double Underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.